0: Its host name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number 385 645 5375. It's
1: Miller time! What is that now? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's
0: that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes.
1: Charlie Holt. Delta, yeah, books.
2: Dig it. There are progressive guys. It's
1: a chance to show. It's a
2: chance to show.
0: It's a chance to show. It's a chance to show. It's a chance to show. Yeah, this is a different Pleasant Valley Country Club. This is in Florida. I, this looked way too nice to be Chantilly. All right, that makes a lot more sense, actually. It's a Show. It's a Show. It's a Show. By the way, I'm on GolfAsian.com. It's, it's a Show. It's a Show. It's
1: a, show. It's a show.
0: Yeah, I don't have any idea. Yeah, you got a big problem on your hands, young man. Big problem. It's not great. Well, you didn't put your ducks in the row. Lined your ducks up in an improper row, is what I would say. Oh well, the farmer's a weirdo too. Farmer for the ducks. What? What the fuck? What are you talking about? It
2: was an absolutely awful analogy attempt. (laughs) Who
0: is the farmer supposed to be? Rich Mordecai. So Rich is the is the farmer, and you're the ducks the I was The I, analogy doesn't add up. No, yet. it's
2: it stinks. I stink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um now we're gonna have to explain what's going on and then hopefully that epic bomb that just happened will take place. <laughs> uh, please have, uh, name the episode The Farmers A Weirdo Two. Welcome to the uh, show everybody. Appreciate you being here. It is the Chad Duke Show. On a Friday, good looking Friday out there, everybody. Uh appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh we are this is the free one. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, you're a cheap chiseling son of a bitch. Uh, to consider s- subscribing over on com. We'd love to have you. We do a show every single day, and they are thick and they are meaty. Um, and they ooze. They ooze ejaculate. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host with The Most chewed. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes, presented by Monk's Barbecue in Percival. Thank you so much for taking care of our sponsors. I saw some people heading out there and taking their picture with the monk face. I think we still need eight more by the end of the weekend, so we're going to have to hit them after burners. I am sure that is Gigantor right there. or like to, He likes to call himself the Ducks. That's what he likes to, to refer to himself as. Hello, Tor. How are you? I should refer, re- refer to myself as the squealing air brakes. That, that's yeah, that what I rough. That's that's really Well, at least awful. it wasn't. 45 seconds into the show, uh, that we can always hang our hats on that. Um, what that was all about was uh, Gigantor has been asked to go golfing by one of the more, I'm going to say, unique members of the listening audience, uh, a fellow by the name of Rich Mordecai, who's nice enough, uh, but a little off. And um, I, I guess what Toro was attempting to do was he he wants the free golf, but he also doesn't want to be weirded out. So he had a buffer uh, planned out for this uh, expedition, and that was your Pops. Yeah. And so Pops fell through. Oh, actually, my brother was your third choice. Oh, boy, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Jesus Christ. Um, what happened with Pops? Pops Gigantor. So uh, Rich sent over a message
2: last Papa Sasquatch. Uh, Sunday at about 1230 uh, at night. Sure. Uh, I guess in the morning then um ask if i want to golf this weekend so you got tea times because you're
0: on the free golf tour yeah that's right if, <laughs> if people want to pay for your golf you will accept the invitation <laughs> i definitely will sure sure um and he beers said, too right you want them to pay for the beers i'll, for pay, the cart? F- I'll pay for the beers and the glizzies that's eh, not what it sounded like
2: <laughs> i bought the glizzies for the whole game nah, that was time. when
0: he was the guys that you're banging it wasn't the uh <laughs> no. it wasn't it wasn't the people that are inviting you out i would
2: i, I would have paid for the beer for the All expedition right. um and he said, I got tea times for Saturday and Sunday. My dad's like, oh, okay, Sunday, I could probably swing that. I'm going fishing on Saturday. I'll be back. We can get that going. Uh, and then I messaged Rich. I'm like, hey, Rich, we might have some something cooking for Sunday. He said, I can't do Sunday. I said, well, okay, uh, I guess Saturday is the move now. So and my dad wasn't going to be there. So I texted uh, the tube today uh, to see if the tube won. From to. the
0: Fortress Film Society.
2: Uh, he said uh, he wasn't going to be able to. He had some prior engagements. Sure. After the no, I kind of just zoned Busiest out. Busiest
0: man in the world. <laughs> um
2: and then I, uh, I asked you if if Casey Dukes would would possibly want to golf with me and Rich Mordecai at nine forty. Third on- choice
0: tomorrow. Dukes is what they call him at uh, in certain circles. Third choice, the backups, backup.
2: <laughs> it seemed like he wasn't too happy to be uh, Chase but- Daniels. <laughs> what we call him.
0: Uh, he's just gonna go from team to team, never playing it down. Uh, so he th- seemed really upset that you were he was behind tuber in your golfing partner choice.
2: Yeah, um, that was. The only reason for that uh, would be because Rich said in the message, feel free to invite your dad or the tube. So I said, okay, I'll go through, I'll I'll ask my dad, and then I'll ask the
0: tube. I'd like to see that text message. uh, I can do that right now. I just want to confirm that my brother's not here, so I have to act as his representation.
2: All right, I can... uh, You can... Is it right there? Yeah, it's right right, there, right at the top.
0: Whoa! so you and Rich have got phone numbers exchanged. Oh, wow, this is pretty (laughs) aggressive. I can't play Sunday, but I still have a tea time Saturday. Uh...
2: At the very top, his initial. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Cool. So, if he was hosting, I wanted to accommodate the two people. It is interesting
0: how quickly you responded to him and how slow it takes you to respond to all the people that uh, email into the show at times. But, okay. Free golf is free golf. Yes. um, I don't know where it's going to stand right now.
2: I I think I would golf with Rich Mordecai one on one. I don't know. That's a bold move. I don't know if I would be able to share a cart.
0: There's not a lot well what what is it I don't understand. You're going to be sharing a cart if it's just the two of you. Yeah. And you're going to get paired with two dick in the dirt so uh-huh. you not. If on a Saturday. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so like you're going to have to go you're going to have to cart with Rich Mordecai. Oh, That's tough. But what is the difference if you're sitting there golfing with him all day than if you're riding around on the in the golf cart? The golf cart is intimate.
2: The golf cart. You're thigh on thigh. Well, especially with your- you. Oh god, yeah. Jesus I felt- Christ. I was E-Rock fucking ruined me, man. Oh uh, yeah, with your thighs ruining over. My, with my thighs, I know they're they, they're definitely a problem. Um yes. But since then, it's the most self conscious I've ever been about sitting next to
0: people. What did he say? So he gave you a ride home from the studio. Yes. And he said that he went to change gears uh, in his car, and your thigh was taking up the entire reality of the uh, control panel.
2: His hand when shifting rubbed against my thigh.
0: Your ample thigh.
2: Yes. Um, which is not great. Uh, it's not good. Less than ideal. Yeah. Um, so when I was sharing the golf cart with the Tube, I was trying to make myself as small as I could make myself. Like you do on an
0: airplane and such. Yes. I understand. Um,
2: and then, but I don't know. It, 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 I, I know Tube like that. You, know? I, you I, don't mind rubbing up against him. I could rub it up against uh, Matt Dotson, but I don't know if I could rub it up against Rich Mordecai.
0: Okay. Well, you're gonna. Um, this, I mean, this is what, look, when you are getting paid For sex, you enjoy the money. Like, the money's the part that you enjoy. But what goes along with that is you got to have the big, gross guy climb on top of you and put it in. If you're going to go around like a street-walking Jezebel of local dog track golf courses, um, this is what's going to happen. Like, you got a guy that's willing to pay for it, but why is he willing to pay for it? He wants to rub on your thigh a little bit. And so that's what's going to happen here, and that's what you need to understand. You've decided to walk down this path that leads from, you know, oh, sure, I'll... um, you know, I'll be a masseuse. It's like, oh, wait, well, hold on a second now. All of a sudden, now I'm a call girl. Oh, wait, now I'm in porn. Now I'm in full-fledged porn. <laughs> I don't want to be in porn. Well, that's the path you're on. Oh, Unfortunately, no. you're already halfway down the path. There's no breadcrumbs left. Good Lord. All right, so good luck. <laughs> thank um, you. I hope it works off. You're probably just going to be manual. I can't imagine Rich is going to go for full-blown oral sex on the very first <laughs> time you guys play 18. But, you know, I've been wrong before. Uh, thank you for joining the show today. Speaking of golf tour, it's interesting. You, you go through this world, uh, you go through this life, and uh, you have some semblance of yourself, right? Like you kind of know your limits and you know your capabilities and what you're good at and what you're not, especially if you get to my age. Um, and I got invited to go play. Uh, actually, I don't think I got invited. I think I did the inviting. I think I was hammered and did the inviting um, for a disc golf uh, day yesterday for with uh, Money Monk. And his buddy Pete, who, of course, does your job, and we do the live events out there. He's very um, nice. He's a very nice guy. And then um, Blackout Bruce was involved, and then uh, my guy, uh, Shorzy Taino, Jonathan, was uh, doing what he does, where he listened to the show and said, I'm coming, too. And I was like, okay, all right. It's no problem. You're much bigger than me. So uh, he texted me and said <laughs> I was going to come also. So he showed up, and uh, we went out to my old stomping grounds of uh, Berkeley Park to play a little disc golf. We were huffing it around, uh, and it went well. It went well. I, uh, I, I had a big bet going with Monk, which I was able to. Oh, this is a this is a great bit that Monk does now, and I need to get to Monk's behavior. But I don't know if the free show is the place to do it because I don't want to scuttle his business. And I got to be honest, right now I could, um, I could scuttle his business right now if I told you what he did yesterday and I told you the way he acted yesterday. Um maybe that's a Monday. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you this. Uh if you make a Monk has got a bet and a routine going right now that is one of the worst bits I've ever been around. Monk is I think roughly my age. I think he might be a year younger than me. Monk claims that he has lost his wallet so much that he will never he's not going to carry a wallet anymore. He has decided that If he has a wallet, he instantly loses it, and so he no longer carries a wallet. Which is one of the most childlike things I've ever heard in my life. One of the most childlike ways to address a problem in your life that I've ever encountered.
2: He's an entrepreneur. He's a father.
0: A fucking business mogul. I I I don't like. He's in charge of dozens and dozens of people, right? So a charge of so much money. Get a chain, you know, get a fucking or, or how about this? Sit down and have a come to G's with yourself. Why do I keep losing my wallet? What do I need to do to stop that? You know what I mean? This isn't like learning the twelve-string guitar.
2: Oh, I got the rap the last time at the beach. What are you saying? Oh yeah, I've just stopped doing it. Like-
0: and, and it's and it's so it's so now my problem is everyone else's problem because here's what it's like now. Monk is very generous. I'm not going to say that he isn't. I don't think Monk is actively trying to get out of paying for shit. But what happens is every single place we go. Monk says, "Don't worry, I got this." And you're like, "Wow, that's really awesome." We went out for some beers after we played disc golf yesterday, right? Went to the worst bar I've ever been into my life. (laughs) I'm I I'm not in the habit of shitting on businesses like this. So ask me. It's a bar in the Fairfax area, and if you'd like to know which one, shoot me a fucking message, and I will shoot you. I have the the disappointment, and what this place, what I remember this place being like in other establishments, and what it was like yesterday was. Palpable. I I I was very bummed out.
2: Oh, it's
0: not great. It's not. Um. So Monk says, "Oh, it's about time to go. I'm blackout. Let's uh. I've burned every bridge ever coming back here. I've said things I can't take back. Let's uh. <laughs> is that the commencement? On man, 15? <laughs> I said. Uh, no, this is him in the bar afterwards. Oh, okay. This is him in the bar afterwards. He was okay on the disc golf course. He was fine. I didn't realize he was as drunk as he was. We get done. He's Done harassing the waiter. Done harassing the bartender. Done harassing other patrons. Um, he's done screaming things that could get you fired from a radio show. Um, he's done with all that, right? Right. Duke's. I got this. Uh, you 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 won our bet on the disc golf. I, we played ten dollars a stroke, and I won by one stroke. Okay. So that that was it. Um, I felt good about that because I didn't played it. I haven't played disc golf in a, over a year, so I, I felt pretty good about it. And it, we had a great time. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Um. Bartender comes over uh, with a tab, and Monk goes, hey, you got Apple Pay, right? Where's your Apple Pay? And then The kid's like, we don't have Apple Pay, sir. He's, and Monk goes, well, I bet you do. Let me just get behind that bar. I'll show you where it is. And I was like, no, we don't have Apple Pay. Well, I, there's been many times when a bartender tells me they don't have Apple Pay, and they actually do. And I was like, Monk, I got it. Chill out. I'll pay for the fucking tab. And I pull out. Imagine this, Tor. I had a wallet filled with credit cards in my pocket, oh. which I was able to keep on me all day long. That's, I know
2: That's revolutionary. It
0: is. Uh, I pulled one out. I handed it to the guy, and I said, here, go ahead, put it on this. It's not that big of a deal. And I turned to him up, and I said, hey, dude, how much longer is this going to last? Like, you, you, like I, I know you claim that lots of restaurants take Apple Pay. I was like, lots of restaurants don't, too. So, And, and there's also other business establishments that still don't take Apple Pay. Right. Um, I don't think Walmart takes Apple Pay. I know that Harris Teeter doesn't take Apple Pay. And that's kind of a big one. Yeah. I said, this is ridiculous. He goes, well, I'll lose my wallet. I'll just lose it. I was like, and if someone came to you and they said you've got an iron deficiency and if you don't get some iron in your diet, your penis is going to fall off, right? right? I bet you'd figure out a way to get some iron in your diet. You'd adjust. I would want to get some iron in that situation. Holy shit. I'm just sitting there saying, this is a successful man. He's reproduced, <coughs> he pays his bills you know right. he files a tax return
2: seems like he does the right things
0: god damn so and then i'm like oh so now it's just and this is not the first time it's happened is what i'll say where a monk can't pay for the tab so somebody else has to pay for the tab because the goddamn restaurant doesn't have apple pay right Ugh. that wasn't even the crux of the story um you're in your life and you're and you know what you're capable of and you know what you're not right, right. so i know in, in my life right now i'm in about a Bad as shape as I can get into, as far as just being physically in shape. Like if I go to the gym solid for two fucking weeks, I'm in much better shape. Like I can kind of bounce back. So, not looking, f- viewing wise, is still the same mess. But I mean, physically, as far yeah, as like, better wind, yeah, yeah, yeah right. moving around, playing, uh, you know, casual sports, just like, doing shit that you do on a normal deck and feel the difference. Um, so it's been a minute. We uh, we played disc golf. It was 18 holes. It was not all that arduous. It was kind of warm uh there was up and down there were some hills and stuff like that and I felt good the whole time we we made it all the way around and played well I was like that was fun this is a great time this morning I tried to get out of bed tried put one foot down on the floor pain shot from the heel all the way up into the middle of the asshole and anybody that knows like that's not good. That's a that's an Achilles. That's an ACL. Oh, no, that's something big and long that attaches all the way up. Pin the heel down. Shing! It f- fucking fell right back down into the bed. Ah! Wife comes running in. What's wrong? What's wrong? I, I played disc golf yesterday. She's like, "You're out. Of ra- You're outrageous. You're outrageous." Like so you walked around for an hour yesterday and you can't get out of bed. Ah! She goes, I'm taking the dog. So she takes the dog to, to, to daycare. I was supposed to bring the dog up here today. She's like, I'm not leaving the dog here with you. I'm writhing around in bed, right? She's like, she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I, I, I've, I've torn something. I've torn it. She's like, you didn't tear anything. You played disc golf and you slept for nine hours. You didn't tear anything. So like, eventually I get up and it's just like, I'm, like, ah, doing that one, like, half step, and then you drag the leg behind you. I'm looking like an old guy working at a hardware store. Sure. They're always dragging the leg behind them, you know what I mean? Um, I get over to the stairs, and I have to do the bit where I put the one leg out, and I'm hopping down yeah. the stairs on the one good. Like, eventually, I got here, and I started walking, like, from the truck in, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm all right. Yeah. You know, it was just, I'm guessing it was a little fucking stiff because I don't do anything. I just float around in the pool, and I drink fucking whiskey um Shit. <laughs> but I, but like you know i kind of thought i knew myself i was like i could walk around and play disc golf without anything bad happening like yeah. I'm, I'm not to that state yet but you know you're getting older every day so uh, apparently i don't know myself as well as i thought that i did yeah that's a weird test your limits type thing mm. uh, i know uh a slow walk in the woods for sure. 45 minutes <laughs> that's that's the limit so you have to push yourself sometimes
2: i know that if i uh after the the long tosses uh, versus drab t-shirts, and then at the event, Sure. The next day.
0: Really? Your diarrhea?
2: No. Well,
0: yes. Uh, a lot but, of times when you throw a football, it gives you explosive diarrhea, is what you told me.
2: The, uh... The rocket arm was was, uh, was talking to me. The Didn't... laser rocket arm? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you did dispatch that thick-boobed idiot uh, <laughs> twice, so I am excited for that balding zilch. Um, but I did find this tour. I wanted to show it to you. This was from my uh, the first oh, of my two disc golf tournaments that I actually put on. With, oh, that's uh, pretty rad. My former employer. Yeah, that's cool, right? I thought I sold all those, but uh, I found one in my car from the uh, the Chad Dukes Disc Golf Classic that we put on in Pohick Bay Park, and then I believe the reception was at... Um, Fair ones. You want to ask me how much money I got paid for that? I, I how much money? Zip you pay- Zero, oh. Send with De Niro. There was a huge turnout, massive fucking response. Everybody loved it. They couldn't figure out a way to sell it because nobody knew anything about disc golf. And so I didn't even get an appearance fee, which was kind of a bummer, but uh, still a fun day. Real fun day. A lot of newbies. A father in law came down and played uh, disc golf with us. So, so what, what club is this? Matt, um, right there. That's yeah. probably like a mid range type of uh, <clears throat> disc that you're dealing with there. I don't think that's a, long distance driver it's very thick and heavy yeah um monk has predictably a giant bag of fucking discs i mean just an enormous they both do but with him and his pal they they've they have to have invested a thousand dollars you understand disc golf is a hippie sport You, you go out into the woods it's an excuse to smoke an enormous amount of reefer yeah or drink tall boys which is by the way what i did i did the bit yesterday by the way this is a great bit you like this bit you're really thirsty and really sweaty and really hot and you don't have any water so you just start pounding beers
2: yeah. <laughs> that's always a great
0: if, if there is a quicker recipe to Shithead town. I don't know what it is. Oh, you're... <laughs> cranky, and you, got like a, you get, you get hung over almost instantly, oh, like the second you stop drinking beers.
2: You're at a Nats game at all, in August. You're like, okay, I had oh, a beer. dude. I'm sweating. The sun's beating down All, all they me. have
0: is those 25-ounce missile silos. I'm just like,
2: all oh, right, I need I need something. Oh, this will get me going. This will get me going. <laughs> and then, oh, why do I hate the Metro and everybody on it so
0: much? Oh, <laughs> oh it's just so wor- <laughs> It's just... And I knew the second I... But I was so thirsty. Like, I was so parched. And Bruce was there, so he had the... I call bears, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bruce, for those of you that are familiar with him, uh, is falling apart. <laughs> he, is, he is not long. He is not long for this world. He looked like death four holes in. He's His face is flushed, but somehow the rest of his body is pallid white. He doesn't dye the beard anymore, so he's just got this giant Gandalf the white fucking monster beard, which he apparently rubs tobacco oil into. So everywhere you walk around, you're like, "What the fuck smells like a pipe shop or a cigar shop?" And it's it's Bruce with this massive fucking beard waving around in the air. Um, Why would he rub the his smell? He likes yeah, the- for the, he likes the smell. So he's like all about the beard oils. He's in beard forums, like he's just a beard crazy beard guy. Um, and so he rubs this shit into his beard, which I guess is better than not washing it at all, which I guess is what some dudes do. Yeah, but it's just it's an overwhelming. Odor. I, I left a few overwhelming odors myself out there on the um on the disc golf course of a different variety, but um Bruce was always good at disc golf. We used to play a couple times a week, and uh, he can't throw the disc at all anymore. Like he oh. can't do it. On my back and my neck and my back and my back. I heard I need an adjustment thirty-five times. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about. Always oh, that an old man phrase. <laughs> I'll say this:
2: Never heard Shude say that. No, not
0: yet. Knock wood, please. God, don't ever adjustment. let me. I, I, I might just eat a bullet if that fucking happens. I just can't have it. He had his. He he was on so many muscle relaxers that he had his chick drop him off at the fucking disc golf course. Then he drank beers the whole time, and then she picked him up and like had to help him into the car. And I guess it was gonna drive him immediately to the chiropractor so the guy could walk all over his back or whatever the fuck he needs to do. He's in rough shape, man. It was great to play with him. Like, I love playing disc golf with Brucey, but uh, he was rough. And then he didn't even, he didn't bother shaving any points off his score anymore. He's given up on that. Like, Bruce used to fucking cheat his ass off, which right. I kind of found endearing. Um, but he was just getting smoked because everybody else was fucking playing pretty well. Well, the cheaters inherently care. And, and that's, that, that's yeah, I like kinda, that. He cares like, a little too much at times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, Bruce, he's got, a, he's got a chick now. He's like, he's living a softer life than he used to. You know, he used to be on the razor's edge. God, he
2: looks like the Grim Reaper when I see him. <laughs> he's got the he's got the cartoon shaped head and then the big beard, and it's all it's just all white. His head it? isn't
0: shaped. What are you talking about? It's got
2: a little. It's a little round where where a cartoon's. Head would oh, be around. Stop it. You're being rude. Rid-
0: you see, I think you're overcompensating. I just realized that Tor just told me that he's got an egg head and I had no idea until very recently. Uh, I got the worst head of all time. It's made me think differently about you and because I always bust Tor's balls because he's got the big coffee cake here. And I'm like, why don't you have fucking Wesley the barber take an inch or two off? Like, you'd look more athletic. I think that, you know, this isn't all that flattering for you. And he's like, Dukes, have you seen me with a crew cut? And I said, no. And he showed me a picture, and he uh, you, your head looks like a Russian nesting doll. It's it's not a good head. No. And then every
2: equipment manager I've had, like, okay, all right, let's let's get your helmet size. They they've said you got a weird head because
0: it's a pointy. You have a it, pointy head. It's pointy
2: and it's it's also in between a large and an XL and a football oh, helmet. That. And they're like, how do we need to pump air in and take you up a size? I'm like can you just put it where I'm not like, gonna, I don't got I'm not worried
0: about concussions I'm not my future is not bright just no. give me something that it looks okay it was so
2: depressing <laughs> when the when the the program started I guess getting some more money sure and then all of the uh the guys in my class started getting like the new helmets because we were all seniors and I just got stuck with the same helmet oh I had yeah since freshman year because I don't think they wanted the hassle I also didn't deserve it I stunk uh but they, I, I was just sitting here like, man, that, that helmet looks comfortable. What is that memory foam in it? And I'm just like, okay, I got I, the same awful helmet. When here. I
0: played SYC football, I didn't know that you could uh, upgrade the gear that they gave you. Like, yep. I, 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 kept seeing all these other kids. Like, they would come in. I, like the, the Chris Hamburg special with the stupid one bar and the four. Like Mike Mad Dog. What the fuck was his name? Like McCrary, who was the guy that played for the Colts. I, I just, and then they gave me these the um what are the the oblique pads? Yeah. <laughs> They must have been for William the Refrigerator, Perry. They were so fucking big. I couldn't get them into my, I couldn't get them into my football pants. So then I was, I was playing without them one day, and the guy, the ref, came over and said, where are your fucking pads? And I was like, I, I, oh, shit. And then I look at every other kid, and they're the size of a, a koozie. They oh. can, and then they didn't give me a cup. They didn't tell me either. My coach didn't tell me that I was supposed to provide a cup. Uh-huh. I played the first three games with no cup. I kicked in the dick so many fucking times. Oh,
2: that's a bad deal. He's
0: like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, God, my dick hurts. He's like, where's your cup? And I was like, oh, I don't have – we don't give you a cup. You got to buy one. I had no fucking idea. And then, <laughs> that's you know, so great. my parents are so goddamn cheap. They wouldn't oh, – the kids were getting the – the Emmett Smith face mac was, was so huge. And then they were getting the visors. Right. I was like, oh, my God, that looks so fucking cool. And I'm out there. I'm just looking like 1974
2: out The there. unibar is a is a tough look to to get it's through with, with
0: any swag. It
2: what's weird, John. I think John
0: Alvin. J, uh, Jonathan, oh, Allen I like has it the when I
2: see it now,
0: yeah. and I see like them wearing kind of the old school. Fucking Deacon David Deacon Jones, like, uh, love that face mask. I'm like, these guys are cut from something else, but you gotta be, you gotta be a dude to pull that off. I gotta try to find you this face mask. Uh, <laughs> old school,
2: those big, fucking fat oblique pads. dude. It was so just awful. Like a, just, just a huge pancake. They just, were, the, they were the size, inside.
0: I'm telling you, man. They were the size of a fucking, um, of like a, you know, like a big dinner plate. Yeah, all right. This is exactly what I had. Now, this is a modern football player, it appears to look like. Uh, this one's a little cooler, but you get the gist. All right. So that is what I had. Okay. But it didn't yeah. have that cool lower bar. It was just the four. I, the wait. four like Take away that middle bar. That's what I had. Right. Fucking awful. And then people would make fun of me for it. And I'm like, hey, man, they handed me this thing. You think I went in there and picked this out? Was this my choice? No, God. you just went in. I never forget going in to get your pads and like, all right, here's your. What do you need? What size are you? I'm like, I don't fucking know, bro. You think they? It, they're? It's a sweaty volunteer parent, and they just want to get you in and out. Oh. That's all they want to do. It's traumatized. This is okay. Here we go. All right. You want to see it? I love this. That's very close to what it was. Oh shoot! Very close. <laughs> And then the kids would come in, and they would have the Emmett I mean, Smith mask. I'm like, "Hey, man, uh, how'd you get that?" And like, "Oh, my dad bought it for me." We went to the sporting goods store. I'm like, "What? <laughs> what?" So I go to my dad. son, I already gave you one for free. Why would I go buy you one?" I'm like, "All right, dad." I I used to see uh, kids pull up like with their own mouthpieces,
2: yeah. and I'm like, "What? I got this this cruddy yellow one." And then they're like, "It's it, like." The first big mouthpiece. I um, had a
0: giant blue, neon blue, and then my mom and dad didn't know you had to boil it. So I'm just sitting oh, there yeah. with the thing cutting my gums. It, like, there's a little flap of skin right here that has never been the same. <laughs> so Meanwhile, well, the kids have got like, the Nike ones that are like, they're, like oh, an yeah, inch. Yeah, yeah, They look cool. They have, like camouflage fucking mouth guards with their uh, big fucking lip poking out. I'm I a just. Moron. I
2: stopped boiling mine on sophomore year. I, I was just tired of. It just I'd bite through it, and but it, but it would just be but, mangled. Okay,
0: but you know what I'm going to say. Yes. You're a moron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was also pretty good. It was better to chew on it. Good chewing? The, yeah, good how chewing. How many
0: mouthpieces do you think you've consumed?
2: Oh, I mean, my dental records, they're, they're just – they can't be good. I've worn down all, all, all fillings or all anything sure. just by biting the hell out of it. biting
0: everything you can get a I, hold of?
2: Yeah, because I realized I could contour it exactly how I wanted to if I just – chewed on it enough instead
0: of having that boiled mold thing happen. but but you eat candles yeah you eat nerf darts plenty of them. you eat mouthpieces you eat super balls little bouncy balls yeah, right? yeah yeah you eat erasers probably that's probably the most of you. the eaten. big chunk the, the what is it, the gum the gummy what is it called the, the 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 gum rubber eraser right right i bought you one i watched you eat it right well there's actually there's there's chunks of it still back there behind you on display <laughs> yeah what else? What else has been consumed by you? Um, well, def- Nerf balls. We said that.
2: Yeah. Uh, the um, on the on the topic of football pads, I've definitely taken a bite out of a, a thigh out, pad. out of a
0: thigh pad. Yeah, those look
2: really. They, well,
0: I mean, those look delectable, <laughs> right? Your little potatoes out, little asparagus on either side of those. You get yourself a delicious meal. I understand that. I mean, I'm not gonna. I can't sit here in judgment of you. I- of you. I wouldn't bite the knee pad
2: because they're a little thinner. And they, you they, know
0: they, I, do you, have you ever had a pool where you have like some sort of floating device in it, either like a volleyball net or a basketball hoop, and they've got those floats on the outside to keep it? Yeah. Yeah, I just could see you just ripping one of the. Any oh. crab trap in America is not safe because yeah. the float is getting consumed by Gigantor.
2: <laughs> pool noodles. All. I've, oh. I've definitely taken bites out of the
0: pool noodle. How much total pool, pool noodle do you think you've I've
2: eating? probably eaten in total.
0: Like I'm a probably, full noodle? i probably
2: taking a bite out of half of a noodle.
0: I've Eaten maybe a quarter noodle. <laughs> oh, man. That makes me so happy. I don't know why, but I just love the idea of I like like when you pass away, I hope they do some experiments oh, on what's God. left in your gut. I don't know. It's, it's just sitting there. It's kind shit. Yeah. It's got to not... look
2: like a, a, a toy chest. That shit don't digest, right? <laughs> it can't.
0: It can't. It's fucking disgusting. Um, why are we talking about that? Um,. Disc golf? We were, okay. we were there. Fair enough. We were. Uh, it was it was fun. I, I, I'm i shitting on everybody, but we had, a, we had a good time. I think we're going to play again on, um, I think I'm going Sunday, and I think I'm going with, you're not going to believe this. There's a celebrity, we're going to have a celebrity guide that's going to be out there with us. You want to take a guess on who it is? Oh. I'll give you a hint. He's produced some of the biggest radio talk shows in the world. He is Eric Nagel? No, be Eric, Eric Nagel's not driving. I mean, I'd love to play disc golf with E-Rock, but I don't think he's driving down here for that. You want another hint? Um, Yeah, that'd be great. He was a producer of the Big O and Duke show. Oh. You want another hint? It's not Drab T. No, Trab hanging out with Dukes? Come on. What are we talking about here? No, he was also the former producer of the Don and Mike show. Is it the big cat? It is the big cat. John Norman, (laughs) John Spagnola. (laughs) Fancy Pants will be coming out with... uh, It's going to be me, Spags... um, and then uh, Monk and his buddy uh, Pete, we will we will be the foursome, and we're gonna go uh, play disc golf on Sunday. Let me know how John Norman's doing because last yeah, time he's I probably saw doing him. about like Bruce's. Okay, yeah, that's what I would assume. I mean, he's getting old, although he's still working at the Wegmans. I'm excited when I talked to him and I asked him to go. He said, "I'm here chopping carrots," and I was like, "That's <laughs> awesome, brother." I have a lot of respect for John Norman working it that way, because <laughs> I swear to God I do. Um, real quick, Tori, I have one of these. Social media grievances. Just a quick one, but if- social media
2: grievances. But you know how they
0: say, Tori, if you're going to put a negative out there into the world, you should put a positive out there into the world first. I've heard that. You yeah. know, it's kind of, what is that? The that the secret? Have you ever read that book, The Secrets? It's like you're supposed to put a bunch of positive energy out there and then a bunch of positive energy will come back at you. It's the reason why the Falcons always suck is because you throw out so much negative energy about the Falcons that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Fuck them. Okay, but I'm yeah, saying that yeah, perhaps yeah. that's one of the reasons why they I'm never not, I'm not there better
2: emotionally yet.
0: So, uh, before we get to a social media grievances. Social media grievances. Let's put a little positivity out there on a good-looking Friday.
2: Friday, Friday, golly my Hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slides, Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's in a rubber house in a rotten underwear. Hallelujah! There we go. Of course, the Friday song that Tor and I not only wrote and recorded, but performed as well. So very good. Um, there is a uh, there is a, a pledge that I made earlier in the week that I am breaking a few days later, and that is I'm not going to talk about what goes on in the uh, the Chad Duke Show Facebook subscriber chat. Yep. I'm going to break that right now. And it's for the good of the community tour. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for the people that are paying the four bucks a month to be in there and support the show. Um, I posted, I don't know if you want to go check this out, but I uh, I posted a picture of a Facebook story. I don't know if people read the Facebook news stories, but um, sometimes there's some interesting stuff in there. A lot of times it's the clickiest, clickiest clickbait you've ever seen in your life. But this headline jumped out at me because uh, it featured one Christian Slater, who I am a a fan of. He is an actor uh, in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He's been in a lot of movies that I enjoy. Young Guns 2, Electric Boogaloo, Uh, Christian Slater was in Broken Arrow with Howie Long and John Travolta. Um, There's a big, long list. And of course, True Romance, probably his most famous movie and the one that he was the best in, Clarence. He played Clarence Worley, I think is his name in that movie. Um... The headline reads, Christian Slater and 10 more join cast of Zoe Kravitz's Pussy Island. And my point was, this is a really depressing headline for a multitude of reasons. One is, Christian Slater needs to take a job like this. Second, we're in a world where Zoe Kravitz's Pussy Island is a thing. Uh, It feels a bit on the nose. Um, And uh, my point was, take care of your money. You know, we just watched Tor's Horrible Sushi Girl movie that we reviewed on the Fortress Film Society this week. One of the the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, We should have known that Dodson wouldn't want to play in a band with me or play golf with you once he said, I like Sushi Girl. Yeah. Um, But there's a bunch of actors in this movie that I respect, like Michael Behan. And I'm like, man, would have been nice if you had enough money where you didn't need to take this role. Yeah. (laughs) Danny Trejo, I have so much love for you. Please God, next time if a movie like this says we want to kill you in five seconds, <laughs> uh, make you look like an idiot, just say no. Like I don't need this in my life. Um, I just want better for these guys. You know they mean a lot to me. I uh, I had a similar thought when uh, Adrian Peterson
2: signed up to do the boxing. I okay. Said, okay. I wish you, you, you could just you know train dudes and build your own gym and do whatever you wanted to do. He but needs
0: a check. Make make people superheroes. Sure. That's what I want him to do. I'm I'm less offended by it because I think he's gonna smash Le'Veon Bell and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. It but, will uh, be. I understand what you're saying. Like, God forbid he gets knocked out, and it can happen uh, to anybody. It'll be devastating. I'll be heartbroken. Um, so I posted this, and it was more of a what a disgusting name for a movie Pussy Island or TV show or whatever it is. I just I thought it's kind of like a fall from grace. And then the other part is um, the Christian Slater needs to be in this movie because I'm, I'm a Christian Slater fan. All the people that are commenting on it, are like, oh that's a shame. Oh that's a gross name for a show. Oh I love Christian Slater. You know. H. Mack, who is the angriest man I've ever met. I think he might be the current leader in social
2: media grievances. I think so. He doesn't do a lot good on there. Social media grievances.
0: And again, I want to differentiate between real world H. Mack and online H. Mack. H. in real world is a real nice guy. Like, he, he supports my shop, supports my show, does generous things. He's heard about me, like, trying to get into working out. He had some supplements for me to try. He's just, you know, he's a good dude. Yeah. He gets online, he is a fucking Tasmanian devil of shit and hate. Um, He wrote this, good lord, by the way, space, then four periods, and then another, just the worst grammar you've ever seen in your life, I digress, he's from Baltimore. (laughs) Um, Good lord, he looks 75, take care of your money and your health, Jesus fucking Christ. So H-Mac is a workout guy, uh, and he's been in great shape since I've known him. I wouldn't say that he looks like he's 25. I'll start with that. Um, secondly, I would assume, as long as HMAC has been around the health industry, that he knows that genetics have a lot to do with whether or not you appear to be young. Yes. You can take care of yourself. You can avoid... I mean, there's people that smoke cigarettes and look like they're 100 years old. There's people that smoke cigarettes and... You would never be able to tell right same with drinking same with drugging same with anything go, go ahead and fucking take a take a look at keith richards and tell me how that guy has smoked and drugged his whole life and he's still fucking playing guitar right behind mick jagger um my response was yes what an asshole christian slater is for getting older like we all hope to do i, I want to use this as just an, an example of what you can the, the way to a lot of the criticisms... I forget the woman's name. We Look up the woman's name that was in uh, Top Gun, the original Top Gun, that was uh, Tom Cruise's love interest. I always forget her name is an actress. Um, she has aged. She has gotten older. Was that Kelly McGillis? That's her. And Tom Cruise, for whatever reason, has not. Tom Cruise, of course, is a unicorn. So a lot of people chose Top Gun Maverick as a time to put up pictures of this woman who had done nothing wrong and just say, look how old and gross she is. I'm like, well... Women do age. Uh, so do men. There's a lot of benefits to being a woman. There's a lot of benefits to being a man. Generally men, we age. It's a little different for us. You know, we can keep it together. Um, as far as societal standards go a little bit longer, generally, not always the case. I mean, you look at Catherine Zeta Jones or Sophia Vergara. I mean, the list is as long as your fucking arm pull up what Selma Hayek looks like she's gotta be goddamn near 60 right now. She's stunning. Um, Point being, let's circle on back to hateful age mac. Um, we all want to age. If you don't want to age, it means you're suicidal and you should get help, right? So we're all going to age eventually. It's going to, actually it's happening right now. But we're all gonna look old, right? Yeah. Now you can be thinner, you can keep your health better, but eventually you're gonna look older, right? I think it's probably a good idea to treat it with a modicum of respect because you would like yourself to be the worst thing in the world. I had a guy one time when I went into a bar say, hey, are you Chad Dukes? And I said, yes. He goes, what happened to you? Because I used to be in really good shape. And at the time I was not in very good shape. And it was really hurtful. And so it's like, well, let's try to avoid that. You know, let's, let's not be in a situation where we're like that. First of all, I'm looking at the picture of Christian Slater. He looks fine. He doesn't look incredibly old. He doesn't look like he's 72. He's a dude in his 50s. And as far as dudes in their 50s go, he looks about as good as he can. He's not Tom Cruise, but he's about as close as you can physically get.
2: Tom Cruise is an outlier, and and people have set their expectations way too high.
0: The hubris of this. Uh, Take care of your health. How the fuck do you know if he's taking care of his health? How do you know? When's the last time Christian Slater came across the blotter with a DWI? Or he broke a beer bottle and was running around fucking chasing him? I mean... The guy, what is that guy's name? Ezra Miller, that's going through all the shit. The Flash, yeah. Is he taking care of his health? What? All because he's twenty eight, it's different. Like I, I just, it's a shitty, shitty thing to say, and I know that dude's saying it because he works out all the time. But it's kind of like, I, I always say this when people start losing weight and they want to start bragging and talking about their diet and their glucose and their diabetes and they want to tell you about it when you're at the beach trying to enjoy yourself at Jack Brown's. I'm not speaking of anybody in particular. Um, well, BMJ. If you're losing weight, the benefit is yours. You know, you're healthier. Yes. You look better. Stop holding us all ransom with it. Continue to do it, but we don't need to hear about it. If you're in great shape, everybody already knows. It's like, I look at you. You could tell. Very impressive. You know, but it must be nice. Take your shirt off at the beach. Women want to have sex with you. Not because you might have some money or you could tell a joke. Um, it's probably a good place to be. It's like shitting on Christian Slater and say, hey, he looks like shit. He looks like he's 75. No, first of all, no, he doesn't. And second of all, this is a humble brag. That's all this is. He's so fucking angry. Can you imagine me saying that about somebody? You know how angry you have to be if I think you're angry?
2: That um, That's not a good look. No. Uh, and then It's not a good look, Tor. People get, uh, I guess, social media grievances. Is he hung up on young Christian Slater? He's an asshole (laughs) online.
0: In real life, he's fine, and in real and online, he's an asshole. God, I don't know what that is. Don't know how it happens. Here's what I can tell you: I am the same asshole sitting here as I am online. It's pretty similar. Very similar. It's not great either way. (laughs) But at least it's consistent, Tor. You know what I mean? Yes. You don't see me threatening to beat people up online. You know why? Because I wouldn't do it in real life. Not capable of that. Unless, of course, it's me and Billy Zane in a convenience store. Then I'll kick the shit out of you. All right. Uh, So we have that. Um, I also would like to briefly comment on the RoboCop game that everybody is jizzing all over. Did you see the trailer for this? Did you see this? I'm just looking at it. RoboCop Rogue City is the name of the game. People are losing it. It is flawed in a way that lots of games were flawed back in the 90s. And I'm going to explain it to you, Tor. You ready? Yep. If you have an iconic look... If you have a look that everybody, someone says, you can be RoboCop. Ooh, I'd like to, that'd be great. But how would that work? Would you want to be inside the RoboCop suit or would you want to control RoboCop if you're playing a a video game? Oh. I think you'd want to control it because then you you can see, you can see RoboCop. You can see the cool visor. You can see the gun coming out of the leg of Robert. You can do all that shit. This game's a first person shooter. So it just looks like Call of Duty. It just looks like every other first-person shooter you've ever seen. So there's really no reason for RoboCop, other than you hear Peter Weller's voice, to be the protagonist. No one's pointing this out. I don't understand why they're not pointing it out. Like it's You just see a hand go up with a gun, which could be any hand, with any gun. Like, you have RoboCop. You have one of the most recognizable movie protagonists in the history of science fiction, the history of movies. It's like, if you're going to take control of him, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him doing shit. Yeah, if you're playing a mario
2: game the fun is getting to see
0: imagine a first person mario game i'm sure it exists but i mean it, it sounds fucking horrible
2: yeah you want to see the the character that's what that's who you like yep you don't
0: you, No, that's a silly decision that they're going with like you want to i don't like the first person porn why you want to see the gorgeous dude with the big dick and the, the washboard abs everybody wants that so um just just a thought that i everyone is just falling all over themselves to say how good this robocop game looks and i um I thought that was a huge clerical error. There is a game out that is coming out in September. I was talking with my buddy Mills about this. Uh, Google this real quick tour. I believe it's called Evil West. Okay. It looks to be uh, Gears of War if it was a Western. And when I tell you I think this is going to be my favorite game of all time, I think it's going to be my favorite game of all time. So I I don't even know what – I'm not even really – I don't have anything to say about it other than the fact that – check out the trailer. It looks fucking – fantastic Um, and I will be playing this with my dong um, on Chad Duke Show Gaming, whenever it comes out. Well, these so. these still images look pretty badass. Yeah, but you got to watch the it look. Yeah. It moves and looks so much like uh, gears, except it's also got a hand to hand combat engine. Uh, it looks like interface, which there's lots of Superman punching and then switching back to your six guns. I just uh, that stuff scratches me right where I am. So. I hold. I hope it holds up and it doesn't end up on the front lawn. Me too. That would be very sad. Uh, Elden Ring has, by the way, never made it out there. I still have that copy for uh, for Adam McNair. Last thing before oh um this actually dovetails perfectly into we have our interview we had a very good interview this week we've had some uh we've had a lot of success actually with a lot of the guests we've had on recently we had to do the dude that drives Grave Digger uh, Jay Trent Sagar came on the show we've had, we've had some great guests um La Monica Garrett was on the show this past week and he played um a cowboy in eighteen eighty three and was just fantastic just first of all it's one of my my favorite shows of all time and uh, he was in a cast that was chocked full of star power and somehow he figured out a way to stand out um and it was a role that he auditioned for you know went in and he's not a cowboy you know and he auditioned for it and figured it out so it's like it just shows you what a good actor he is he's also in a show called uh terminalist which is on amazon right now i finished it last night um it's a fucking phenomenal show um i've said that the entire time it starts off pretty gruesome but once it kind of gets into what it is uh i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it's called the terminal list and it's based off of a very popular book so it's chris pratt basically it's a revenge espionage rogue thriller where he's getting back at people that have harmed him and he's got He's got a list, uh, and he's checking people off on the list. And I'll let you figure out how you think he checks people off on the list. One guy gets checked off really, really harshly on the list. Um, He's got these two hatch. Oh, uh, Cowboy Cerrone is in this fucking. He was in the season finale. I fucking was rope and tendrils. My wife's like, "What's your problem?" I Cowboy Cerrone. Look at those leg kicks. Um, so it was uh, it was great. If you if you like military it's all just they're talking it's just violent and it's 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 what you it is take the story of us have you ever seen the story of us i have stayed away from that it's yeah it's the antichrist to jesus it is the opposite whatever the story of us is this is the other side of the leopard spots there's no there's no weeping oh it is so It is the most refreshing show I've ever watched because it's it's violent. It's I don't even think it's pro military, but it actively like shows the skill level of the people involved. It's about Navy SEALs. Yeah, you know, like what they're capable of. Um, it's fucking fantastic. And and Chris Pratt is he won't get nominated for anything for this because there's guns and there's gunfights and it's military and it's there's a lot of American flags and it's black rifle coffee. So it's not gonna get nominated for anything. But they did this great bit on their Instagram yesterday where um, it said uh, the critics are on Chris Pratt's list because the critics have it at like 30. It's gone up, by the way, in the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. They were sitting at like 32% for this show and the audience was sitting at like 95%. Yeah. So it was a picture of uh, Reese walking around with the uh, the audience logo underneath his arm. So <laughs> I thought it was a very ingenious uh, multimedia post. But, um Yeah, it's on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, I can't recommend it enough. And like I said with the black phone, if you're looking for violent adult content that isn't weeping and bullshit, fucking watch this show uh, and support the show because then we might get more shows. We might get a season two. We might get more entertainment like this. So uh, it's fantastic. And LaMonica Garrett is in it. um, And I don't want to spoil what happens to his character. But what happens to his character happened last night while I was watching. Uh, And it was... It's a really good scene. Like, he has a really, really strong, like, couple of scenes with Chris Pratt. Uh, and I believe the second, the penultimate episode. So, um, he was great. I mean, he's just fucking awesome. It's a completely different character. By the way, uh, he's shaved and he's, the muscles and the big yeah. fucking. The dude's in a different type of shape. Like, I mean, you can Google it if you want. <laughs> I showed it to Tor, and Tor went, Jesus I, Christ! <laughs> I
2: was Googling it during the interview. Saying all right, keep it together. The
0: guy likes to pick up heavy things and put them down. You know (laughs) what I mean? He does. He seems to do it for most of the day, from uh, judging from the results. But uh, he is—he was fantastic. It's one of my favorite interviews we've done on this uh, new incarnation of the show, if it is still new. So we have that for you here on the free episode. So if you like that, I had two people message me this week Tor, and say, "Hey, I listened to your interview with Ken Dixon that you put on the free episode last week, and it caused me to sign up." Great. You know, whatever brings you to the table. Love that. Yeah, it's really cool. So if, if that is you, if you were a taker, then you become a giver. Shoot me a message. Let me know. We always love to hear stuff like that. All right. Let's get to that, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. Happy Friday, Friday, Friday. Gale G. day, everybody. It's LaMonica Garrett on the Chad Duke Show. On Saturday, July 23rd, Commonwealth Dry Goods is hosting Christmas
2: in June and July. Be there to pick up the brand new Chad Duke Show Rodcast CD, experience the magic of the Christmas blow molds, and you will also have the opportunity to guarantee yourself the right to the Chad Duke Show Christmas bourbon, and that's only at Commonwealth Dry Goods on July 23rd.
0: It's the Chad Dukes Show. Good looking wins D out there to you everybody very excited joining us on the monks barbecue hotline um an actor that i've been following quite a bit uh, if you know how much we talked about 1883 on this show while it was on and afterwards uh, it is a thrill to have the great la monica garrett with us now on the program monica thank you so much for the time today man how are you
1: oh i'm wonderful man thanks for having me
0: Dude, um, I started, uh, as soon as the show went on, you're very familiar, and I think you'll be familiar to the audience with all your work inside of the DC universe and on, on, on those shows, and people are familiar with you, but the, the casting of you in that show, 1883, opposite Sam Elliott, you did such a fantastic job that in it's this unbelievable show with this unbelievable plot and all these amazing actors you still figured out a way to stick out, um, and I, I guess as an actor, it's what you always want to do. But it was such a striking performance that that's exactly what you did. And we talked about it on the show quite a bit. Um, I see you still tweeting and posting about your experience on that show, and people still discovering it. Can you can you kind of take us through what it's been like since the conclusion of
1: 1883? It's uh, you do a show like that, it you know we were going around for like five six months every two weeks we're in different locations uh we didn't really get to see our families we didn't really get to do much it was just us so the bond you build with your cast on a experience like that like i i never had a job like it and i'm not sure i ever will again most jobs are in studios or in you know you're not out in the wild like that for like 95% of the job where the elements are treacherous and you guys are just bonding. So the family atmosphere that was built long after they said cut for the last days of shooting, we've all been in contact and we all stay close with each other. And it's just one of those, uh, like the breakfast club, like, you know, we all got tighter after that. Now we all like, we're, you know, try to plan stuff like this weekend. I'm seeing a good, good chunk of the cast. We're going to some, some country music festival in some city out here. Um, <laughs> James is hooking it up. But, yeah, we're all we're getting cowboyed up, and we're going. And, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those experiences that just changes you down to the fibers.
0: Speaking of that, I saw the video when uh, Tim McGraw brought you out on stage, and everybody just popped unbelievable. That was right after I think the show had concluded. That had to be a very unique experience as well.
1: Unreal. And I'm looking at Tim like, this is just another Saturday for you, huh? <laughs> like, you just go state to state, city to city, and just knock it out and get back in the tour bus and head to the next one. I was on stage like, my, you know, I, I opened my mouth. The words didn't come out. I'm looking around. You got all these eyeballs staring at you. Like, it was surreal. That, that, that rock star, country star life, yeah. rap star, whatever, it's different.
0: It sure is. Um, I had a chance to interview John C. Riley a few years ago, and, um, you know, everybody knows him as a comedic actor, but he's in Gangs of New York. Um, and he has a scene opposite of uh, Daniel Day Lewis playing Bill the Butcher, which is just this unbelievably <laughs> incredible villainous role. And, you know, I, I was trying to figure out a way to tell him look, you sat there with that guy who's, you know, from another planet, and you held your own. And you did a really good job. And when you first agreed to come on, it was like, Sam Elliott to me is proof that, um, you know, maybe we have different lives that we live. Like he, he should have been born in the 1800s. I mean, that guy's a <laughs> that guy's a cowboy. And whenever he's in a cowboy movie, like when he's in Tombstone, he steals everything because he doesn't seem like he's playing a cowboy. He just seems like he's a cowboy. Um, yeah. And when you're playing a cowboy, and you're it, it's you guys. You know, you guys are the Lethal Weapon duo. You're going out there and you're in every scene with him. Um, that is a really tall order, and to not be able to only hold your own but steal scenes when you're in a western with Sam Elliott—that is—that is is rarefied air. Like, has that sunk in for you at all? Yeah, that's uh,
1: doing a western was something high up on my list, and I didn't really think I'd get the opportunity to. For you know, a lot of westerns don't really have the representation of black cowboys, especially televisions. So I didn't know if I was that was going to be able to happen. And then you're working with opposite Sam Elliott, like that was the game changer. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. But when I first met Sam, he was just so warm and giving and just this great dude, like all the nerves I had, you know, going into this, they just fell to the ground. We met at cowboy camp at like the, uh, the weapons training. So there's guns just firing all over the place. And me and Sam are yelling at each other, trying to talk. (laughs) And it was just the best moment. And from that point on, we were inseparable throughout the whole thing. And it's uh, yeah. The, 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 I don't know about see, stealing scenes from from Sam Elliott, but <laughs> t- Taylor's writing. I knew when I read the scripts. Whatever actor was going to play Thomas was set up to succeed. Yeah, it was one of those roles where his dialogue, his relationships, uh, how he, you know, could carry himself. If the actor, you know, brought that through, it was going to be a big role, and I just had to stick the landing. And, yeah, it started with Taylor.
0: I've read some of the interviews you've done about the representation and about black cowboys, and you do a really good job on your Twitter of like kind of highlighting some of these guys that actually existed. And I feel like Taylor, he's got a couple new shows out that are going to focus on this, but he writes for Native Americans so well. And he he writes – I feel like he effortlessly kind of does this thing that was lacking for a very long time, which on other shows and other movies it seems like ham-fisted, where you're writing for a character and you're not necessarily – you're writing for them differently than you would if it was a a white actor or some other actor. He does it so well in these shows, and your character moved so well throughout, you know, the rest of this cast. That's something he seems to excel at when you look at Sicario or any of these other things that he's worked on in the past. What was it like working with him on a day-to-day basis and kind of going through the process of creating this universe?
1: Just, it was a it was it was hard to explain because he the first day me and our first scene together was inside the pinkerton office and it was the we the toilet when you know sam was saying don't touch this stay away from poison ivy and (laughs) help me thomas and then we kind of had our little back and forth in the rehearsal and me and sam just kept going and everyone in that pinkerton office all the actors they were laughing Taylor was sitting there looking at you know us go back and forth. He was like, "You guys got it from here. There's nothing I can do with you guys." <laughs> and he went back behind the cameras, and that was all we heard from him. You know, and b- before we started shooting, I you know I had questions about Thomas, and even during the audition process, he kind of he get, he called me in between me sending you know audition tapes out, and just to give me backstory of you know who Thomas was and where he came from, things that weren't in the audition pages and that helped out a lot. And it just, we did the work leading into it. And by the time we started shooting, he just let us do us. And it was, it was amazing. And it, um, yeah it was
0: a great experience i can't even explain to put words to it how long did you have to sit in ward this is going to sound like a weird flex and i apologize but about about a year ago i got cast in a movie and it was it was a great experience and billy zane was in it actually who was in posse when you want to talk about black cow it's it's a fantastic fun movie not as necessarily maybe a realistic uh as as 1883 was but we talked about being in a western You look completely different in that role. Like when I see you in other things, it's like very clean cut, like you're in great shape. Like I never knew you big wool coats and the beard and everything like before you even start the day job of going out there and cowboying it up and acting and doing all these different scenes and waiting, hurry up and waiting. How long did it take you to just physically look the part for that role?
1: It was one of those things where the beard and that people don't recognize me. Like, I, I hear people talking about 1883. I was in Vegas this weekend, and there were, like, a group of people at the bar talking about 1883 random, and I kind of, like, chimed in and this and that, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I worked on it. And they were like, yeah, what'd you do? I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the black dude. Like, you know, was, I'm I'm the black album." It was like, wait a minute, which one? You're not the – no. And then, you know, they slowly start to see through the the beard and the – and their eyes get big like oh my god yeah. you know people don't recognize me so it's but that's all my natural facial hair that's all my my you know when i just let it go we let it go for like eight months you know two months leading into it and and during the whole shoot it's like you're you're getting further and further into the trail so you're just naturally you're not going to barber shop so it just grows and grows but all the white hair and the that was me and it was one of those jobs where I would go to work and I would I would need a team to help me get ready because I had like overalls on, yeah. I had shirts, I had you know chaps, I had wool jackets, bandoleros. I had my team help me get ready, but when I got there, I didn't go to hair and makeup. I just went and got on my horse.
0: Man, that is, and awesome. it was like you just wake
1: up and wipe the sleep out of your eyes, brush your teeth, and, and go get on your horse. How hot was it? Like how hot was it outside? It was it was like 110. Oh my god, it was 110 god, in Fort Worth, and oh I was melting. God. But I'm good with the heat i'm okay with i could just sit still and it's all mental and i could focus on what i gotta but but the cold yeah going to montana and you know the (laughs) coldest i've ever been there was a scene me tim and and sam were on top of our horses in episode episode nine i think it was and we just found these you know so-called wyoming deputies that just massacred the lakotas lakotas family and we were sitting on top of that hill and the horses just didn't want to be there they felt the storm coming a mile away. It was, you know, we had to stop filming a few times because it got so windy and cold. Everyone had to run to heating vans, you know, that were available. And some people didn't have that, like from the crew it was just treacherous conditions, but it just made it that much more authentic. And it made us feel like we were in it that much more.
0: And what a great gunfight that was too. That turned out. That was
1: my, one of my favorite scenes of the, of the series, just that whole, that whole interaction. It was incredible.
0: Um, you, you don't, there's not a lot of happy endings. I I like everything Taylor does. I'm pretty much a big fan of, but there's a lot of grim stuff that happens. And Thomas and Naomi, like, They're one of the few, I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times, but man, would I love to see the spinoff like that? That's to to see what they're going to do now, building that house and starting that life. And when you're walking at the end, when you're like, oh my God, like it's Sam Elliott's blowing his head off, but these two, these two are going to be okay. Um, It it was such a nice little respite on what is such a grim story. Um, It has to feel good to have one of the happy endings, right? Yeah, I didn't see that coming with Thomas. Like, uh, my, my reps, they read the scripts
1: before I did, and there were always, like, two or three episodes or scripts ahead. So they call me crying, and I'm like, damn, how'd I get it? <laughs> you know, like, how, what happened? Did I get shot? Did someone poison? Like, wait, what's the deal? And they're like, no, just you got to keep reading. They were crying about everything else that was happening yeah. around Thomas. And then when I got to it, I was, you know, the scripts, we were all bawling from reading the scripts, And then when I saw that I had a happy ending, that kind of affected me on a different level. Like not only does this this black cowboy carry this dignity and has this this sense of pride and strength to him throughout, he gets the girl and that doesn't happen much. He gets the girl and he has the happy ending. So it was like, wow, like it affected me on a different level. And other black other black actors that I talked to and just people in general. Me and my family were in Hawaii, we were, you know, family vacation. And men were coming up to me, black men were coming up to me like, man, thank you for representing us and this and that. Like, it means, you know, it seems like it's nothing, but it means a lot to people that don't really see ourselves in these roles and our kids. Because I never saw that growing up. But I love Westerns because that was really all that was on TV. And my mom loved Westerns. So we sat there and watched Westerns all the time. And you don't really notice that there aren't any black people. Right. Until you get older and like, wait a minute. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. Like, I never noticed that before. And the way Taylor, like he says, he holds a mirror up to nature, and you got to show what's in the mirror, and and the reflection looking back is what the the truth is. You, so he just has a way of telling stories that's just it's it's real.
0: Sure. Have you seen Silverado? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mal. Yeah. I mean, Mal. Danny Glover is Danny Glover is his pops in that movie. Like I I got so emotional. His dad gets it hard in that movie, which is rough, but. He's such a great cowboy, and then working with that cast, and it's like a young Costner that, of course, has the tie into Yellowstone. Um, that's a great western. He does a really good job in that. And, oh uh, my, he killed it! Yeah,
1: yeah. And it was like did. I had I had a lot of stuff to draw upon from films. I love uh, Morgan Freeman, Ned, and sure. Unforgiven is oh, one of my man. favorite. Like I got, but the television world was lacking it as, as far as westerns go. Yep. But Mal Silverado didn't get enough. I think recognition as it should have
0: no. I love that movie fantastic movie I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that and Unforgiven is probably my favorite western of all time so it's good to hear you Me say too. that as well um you're walking you're a professional actor you work with a lot of big names I don't know if you still look around and say wow like I, I imagine if like you're playing in a major league baseball all-star game NBA all-star game you look around and be like wow look at all these other guys but you're an actor when you're walking down the street in Fort Worth and it's Sam Melly Billy Bob Thornton's there especially in that role and you guys are all heading up the street ultimately to that saloon it goes yeah. to, it goes right back to tombstone i was i'm watching it i got goosebumps i'm getting goosebumps talking about it because it reminded me of tombstone when they're walking up the uh towards the Orca- okay Corral. i'm like god damn this is a cool scene like when you're filming that do you ever do you pause and be like man like this is cool to be a part of this group because that was such a great scene it harkened back to some great moments in westerns and what an unbelievable unit i wouldn't want to tangle with that group of dudes walking into a saloon
1: absolutely we knew the moment of that when we were setting up to we only we only did that one take wow it was one take and you could hear a pin drop there was like 400 background their crew was 400 people there was close to a thousand people out there in that area and you could hear a pin drop in that whole little fort worth hell's hell's half acre place man we did the walk and it was quiet it was quiet the first verse the first uh voice you hear was taylor saying cut the second voice you heard was Billy Bob Thornton said, that's your poster right there. <laughs> there, 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 there there's your poster. I don't know what you guys are going to use, but that, that's the poster right there. But it was one of, like you said, like when you, you're you a kid thinking about doing Westerns, like you're going to the saloon to meet the bad guys and you're going to have a shootout. You know, you're, all, you're you're going after bandits and it's, you know, that walk to the saloon in every, like Clint Eastwood had it when he's yep. going to meet little Bill. You know, after what they did to Ned, sure. Tombstone had it like all those movies had that walk, and now we're in one. And you look over, and it's Sam Elliott, it's Tim McGraw, it's Billy Bob. Like it, it was, it was crazy. It, yeah, in the moment, you knew it was just, it was one of those, those epic moments.
0: He should armed himself. He was going to decorate his saloon with my friend. I keep you, going, you you're keep, damn right. Keep yeah, going back Exactly, that, that's exactly what it is. Uh, is. I'm three episodes into Terminal List. It's it's so good. Um, it's almost a little too intense. Like episode two, I don't want to get into it because I want to spoil it for people, but there's a moment, excuse me, the end of the first episode, there's a, just an awful thing that happens and it kind of propels you into the second episode. Um, it's such a, I want to say refreshing. Like it's a, it's such a well-written military thriller. And Chris, it, you talk about all the different people that are in this thing. It's It, it feels like a long movie i guess is the best way that i have to put it and um again you look very different in this in this offering than you did in the last one but um very credible i forgive me if i don't know do, are do you come from a military background I I wasn't, but my dad served in Vietnam, okay. my
1: brothers, my cousins, my sister-in-law, they all went to Desert Storm, they're all Navy, my dad was Army, like I come from a big family of military people.
0: Yeah, well you're, you're so, very, very, very credible in the role, but I, I have a lot of friends that were in the military and recently, and all of them say the same thing, they're like, this show comes as close as you physically can to what it feels like to go through stuff and then come back and question your own being. Like it, it's, I, I imagine for people in the military, it's going to hit very close to home this series.
1: It's, it's one of those shows and I, I love military, you know, uh, action dramas. I get it. And there's some good ones that have been out. This one w- was unique to a sense to where, first of all, the author of the books, Jack Carr, yeah. he's a former sniper, you know, Navy seal, badass. Uh, you got, you got all these people in front of and behind the camera, uh, actors, um, the crew, uh, the tech advisors, the stunts—like everyone. These are all Navy SEALs, so it's 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 close and authentic as it's going to get to something that you know something of this caliber, like uh, you know what they wanted to bring to it. Then you bring Antoine Fuqua and Man. and direct and to, you know to set the tone of where it's going. And it's like yeah it's uh, like you, it's intense it's like he goes full John Rambo first blood <laughs> you know like without giving too much away yeah. but it's it's one of those uh yeah it's a lot but it's it's refreshing because we haven't really seen a show like this that goes there like that it, to me it reminds me of like throwback 90s yeah. with a twist and and just better production but it, it
0: kind of takes me back there to that to that time period. Do you get to hit up Antoine about any Training Day shtick? Like, I, I would be asking him so much about that movie if I was working with him. I
1: wanted to. I didn't get a chance to <laughs> as much as I did. But, yeah. yeah, Training Day changed. They got Denzel his first Oscar that's or his first you know, lead. Like, yeah, Training Day was
0: – yeah, that put everybody on. Yeah, that's an unbelievable conglomerate. I can't wait to see how that thing – it's on uh, Amazon. You can check it out right now. Actually, Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, you can watch it right now. The, the whole series – is up there, um, and it's it's fantastic. I saw you on the private jet with Chris Pratt to the UFC fight, the Israel Adesanya fight, which is you know monster fight. Then there you guys all are on TV. That had to be a hell of a boys' night out.
1: Man, I'm riding this wave right now, and I don't <laughs> want to get off of it. Like I'm surfing it. Like I've i I've, I've given UFC so much money over the years me in pay per view. I felt like I they owe me this, you know, to be to be to be cage side. But getting on that jet with Jocko Willing, Jack Carr, Chris Pratt, and David, you know, the producer, showrunner, and we're just all, you know, we all have wives, we're all, you know, we don't get out much, the guys, boys night out kind of thing. We get on the jet and and these little bourbons appear, these little, you know, bite-sized, you know, shots of bourbon, passing them around, it's like, man, we're doing this already? Like it's like noon, and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're going in." I'm like, "Man, dark liquor. Like I turn into Spike from the Gremlins. Like I can't be doing this all night." I'm gonna start on this, and when we get to where we're going, right. we were doing shots, we're doing beer. We're like, it was just so much fun, and being courtside, I mean cage side, it's like that. That's actually some people's reality. Like yeah. every fight, they're there, and it's like it's just unreal. But for me to experience that for it for for a day and a night was just. Uh, that was the pinnacle that was that was high for me
0: what a card too uh last one for you. i've kept you way too long it's at la Monica garrett go ahead and follow him on twitter and, and instagram of course uh you can watch the terminal list on amazon prime and 1883 is on uh, the paramount network which i can't recommend enough because you get all the other fun shows as well um jaco you mentioned him um such an interesting guy intense guy i've, I've listened to so many interviews with him w- what is he like in person working with him
1: it was uh he he's the only one on the jet that didn't do a shot so i would be remiss if i didn't say that sure. he was like he was drinking his jocko energy drink and it was about yeah, right of, yeah yeah of course you would but watching a fight with him was unique because he's this hard nose you know super navy steel dude and and someone one of the early fights someone broke their arm they got their arm you know uh it was one of the, the women and he kind of like, he was like, yeah, you know, if you break it, you got another arm, you got to use it. You know, you just got to keep rolling. Like, you got two arms for a reason. I'm like, wow. wow Okay, Th- this dude's intense. And there was another fight with, with uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. He was fighting yeah. Munoz, I think, and he got, dude got poked in the eye. So I'm like two rows back from from Jocko at this point, but he got poked in the eye. The ref came in and was like, yeah, we're, you know, fight's over. I had to get up out of my seat, put my beard down, and walk over to Jocko what do you think of that one he just <laughs> looked at me with so much disgust <laughs> He had his arms crossed and just face balled up like you kidding me right now I'm like i knew it uh, getting poked in the eye and not being able to go further uh yeah jocko was disgusted but that dude's intense but he's a cool dude like i i know his work and i know his videos and his motivational i've never seen him laugh or smile as much as he did yeah. that night which was it was a human like it was he's not a machine but uh, yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was great to be around all those guys. Like it was just a great energy, and we had so much fun.
0: I saw you got you saw Miles Teller there. Have you seen Top Gun yet? I have not. Oh, I have not. We
1: have a toddler in the house, so it's like we have me and my wife have to make time through the day where we're not doing anything to go catch yeah. a matinee while he's in daycare. But I, I have to see it in the theater before before it. Uh, I don't want to see that on the TV downstairs. No. I want to yeah. I got to see that on the big screen. I heard it was amazing.
0: It is. It's really good. Oh um, well look, man! I I've been watching like you. It's 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 nice to hear you have so much reverence for western. I've been watching westerns my whole life, and you don't know me, but I I, I they mean a lot to me. And to to watch a western and then have a character jump off the screen as much as Thomas did. It wasn't just because you were the only black cowboy. I know that comes up, but like there's scenes where you're just you're in there and everybody seemed credible like Tim McGraw when you see him getting he's such a he's such a handsome thin man and he's got this big beard he's all you guys did such a good job of it just felt like we were on a ride out in the middle of crazy town and people are getting bit by snakes and people are dying for no reason like it's just I I don't know I can't give a, a higher compliment it was great to have you on the show and I hope you're intensely proud of that whole you know that whole series of events that led to that show that is one of the most special shows I've ever watched
1: I am man, and I came back home, and I've since then. I'm, uh, I like, I picked up riding horses. Like That's I don't awesome. want to let that go. I like, I got some cowboy in me now, <laughs> and uh, it's like I, I put some of my Jordans away, and now I got like boots. I got like, these Luccheses and Chukovas and Stetson hats, and like I'm the dude walking around going to like Malibu Beach House with going
0: full cowboy. Like who's this guy? <laughs>
1: Like, I'm, I, I, it's in my blood now, so that I'm not awesome. giving that
0: up. Well, yeah. if, you, if you got that stuff, you're spending some money. It's so a mazel tov. I'm happy for you. <laughs> it is at La Monica Garrett Twitter and Instagram. Terminalist currently Amazon Prime. Fantastic show. And, of course, 1883 on Paramount. LaMonica, thank you so much for the time, buddy. This has been awesome. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. All right, man. Hopefully catch up with you again soon. The great LaMonica Garrett on the Chad Duke Show. Do you want to know the origins of baby girling? Do you want to know
2: Jester's biggest triumph and his biggest failure to date? Are you curious about John Denver songs? If so, go to CommonwealthDryGoods.com and purchase the best of the first six month CD
0: or the best of the first year or both, preferably both. Let me tell you how referrals work. Jack and his wife, Betty, called up Joe Azer and said, we live a good bit away from D.C., can you help us? And what do you think Joe said? Of course. He said, what are you trying to do? Well, Jack and his wife had their eye on a new house, but they also needed to sell their current home, which I assume is a situation that you can relate to. Joe put together a cost analysis for them and explained how everything worked from A to Z and immediately made some calls to get them an agent license in their area. The whole thing took about a week. Joe found someone... That he felt comfortable with and that they felt comfortable with. Joe did that groundwork for them so they could find an agent they could trust just because that's the kind of guy he is. They bought their new home, sold their old home, and they're happy here. And that's the end of this story. If you need to buy or sell or you just want an expert opinion, that's right. He'll give you his opinion on your options. Uh, regardless of what your intentions are. Call Joe. For some reason, he's still a Commander's fan. It's very embarrassing. Oh, he likes wearing sweats up here when we're doing a formal event. Give Joe a call, 571-989-2937. thats is 571-989-AZER and tell him that Shude says that that's an embarrassing name change that his favorite team went through. <laughs> Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated
2: playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and '90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify, and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes.
0: Man, that dude is cool. Uh, I was actually going um, to humble brag here, Tor, but I was uh, DMing with him last night. He had a particularly uh, effective line, I thought, in the show, so I just. Messaged him over the quote and I said, "Hey man, that was fucking sweet." The old thumbs up back. I was kind of hoping he'd be like, "Thumbs up, hey man, come come out and stay with me in L.A." Yeah, uh, but, uh, that, that um, it hasn't happened yet. Um, I he's great.
2: Keep on working.
0: I have, yeah, I'll keep bugging him. That's generally. I also pitched a movie to Jay Chandler sake, last night, and he stopped returning my texts. Um, oh. bad night for Dukes. So for two. Um, I'm trying to start my new life. All right, if you haven't watched 1883 and Terminalists do so, uh, you will be better off. Both of them are fantastic shows. I did see this story tour that I wanted to touch on before we wrapped things up here on a good-looking Friday. Did you see that uh, Roger Goodell has confirmed that the Sunday ticket will be leaving DirecTV after this season?
2: I thought... I didn't see his official confirmation. I I know there were rumblings earlier in the
0: offseason. Grumblings and rumblings. Um, CNBC recently reported that Apple, Disney, and Amazon have all made bids for the out-of-market viewing packages. uh, And they're just waiting to see who the NFL goes with. Now, there's a couple of things here. (coughs) One is, um, it is in 2022... I will say, I don't really like piling on the NFL. It's really easy to do. It's it's kind of what Florio does all day. I've talked about that on the show. It bums me out. Um, when people that cover something clearly hate what they're covering, It just I don't think you're getting as good a coverage as you possibly can of said entity. Yeah. Um, there's lots of people like that, so it's something that we just have to kind of live with. But uh, to me, it'd be like, all right, let's move on, figure out something else to do that, you, that won't make you so angry. It is ridiculous, I will say, that the NFL has not come up with a way to say, hey, you went all the Chiefs games, 50 bucks or 60 bucks. Here's the package. Yeah, here's the package. You, The fact that they – now, I love the Sunday ticket in theory. I love having all the games. Like I want to be able to flip back and forth between all the games, especially if you're sitting there Now people say, red zone. Well, you don't have any control over red zone. Like There's times where – the cowboys might be playing the eagles in like a run and gun thriller like i don't care about either of those fucking teams like there's there's another game that i'm more interested in that's also equally as competitive i might want to flip over to that yeah. uh, whereas you're at the whim of what you know the nfl thinks that you're going to be the most interested in with that said it's ridiculous i am a titans fan i should be able to go to titans.com and say how much does it cost for me to watch all 17 weeks of your season uh, on my tv all right i will pay that yeah, wherever i'm at that's what it should be. And also should be, I um, okay, I'd also interested in what the Rams are a fun team this year. I'd like to watch all the Rams games. Um, I Let me do that, too. Let me sign up for a couple. Of, you should be able to do this a la carte, but you can't. Uh, I'm sure there's financial reasons for that, and I'm sure it makes sense for the NFL. Here's why this is good news for me personally. One is DirecTV is a horrific service. It's, um, it's not even. I can't even buy DirecTV in my area. They don't offer it. Um, they, If I call DirecTV and say, come put a dish on my house, they say no. So it's not even even if I wanted to pay for their product, I can't. Um, so to get the, the Sunday ticket, I've got to lie about where I live and then log in on the app on my phone and throw that up onto the screen so that I can watch the Sunday ticket. Yeah. Keep in mind, for the honor of spending $300 – uh, to watch football games, which I don't even mind the cost as much. I mean, I know for a lot of people that's probably a giant chunk of money, but I watch football all day Sunday. All day Sunday I'm sitting watching football. It's all that should be done on Sunday. If I told you, "Tor, we're going to go do something all day." Right? It's right. we're going to go fishing or we're going to go to an amusement park or we're going to go up bar hopping and fuck you're paying $300, okay? Yeah. At At least least. for for one Sunday. Also, if you're going golfing, if you just said I want to go golfing, you're gonna pay greens fees, you're gonna pay for beers, you're gonna pay the cart fee, you're gonna pay the fucking, you know, any food you want. Like you're gonna, it's gonna, it might not be three hundred, but if you play a nice course, it will be right easily. Um, I don't mind. For me, three hundred bucks for a whole fucking season of, I'm getting seventeen fucking full days of entertainment. I don't feel like that's as awful as everybody else does. Uh, I'm in the minority there. It, it's not. Yeah. The interface is horrific. Like, I don't know how technology has progressed the way that it has. The app doesn't work half the fucking time. You have to back out, cancel it out, go back in, you unplug the fu- I mean, it just, it's just never been as good as it should be being associated with the NFL. I don't know how the Dish Network continues to – or excuse me, what is it, DirecTV? They, they continue to exist, after this cuz i don't know anyone that has direct tv for anything other than the, the direct ticket. I've never heard, "Hey, I've been on direct tv for a while. It, it's really good." Yeah, I've never heard that. I had it once back in my 20s when I lived in a townhouse because we faced the right quadrant of the sky and I wanted the sunday ticket, so I physically and then every time it rained, it, not even just rained. If it was overcast. Now I assume it's better now, but I don't know. The fact that I'm going to I hope Apple wins this because I have an Apple TV um it works flawlessly it's a tremendous piece of equipment I think it's 150 bucks you can load every goddamn app in the world onto it it's got a little flicker remote that's very easy to use you can unplug it plug it into a fucking tv down at the beach I I don't know I've seen Roku's I've seen fire sticks none of them just seem to have the interactivity is down they're not as strong it doesn't seem like it if I could just boot up my Apple TV then flip that over then I got the ticket going I, please sign me up for that. I, I mean, there's just the bitching and the moaning that's going on in the, the fucking and again it's the comment section on Pro Football Talk that I see here. But that that sounds like a huge upgrade I, over what we have now. I would get an Apple TV
2: if that's what it was. That I would. I, and the NFL needs to understand. Hey, are you tired of the people trying to illegally stream the games on Red? How about you figure out a way to get them the games because they're not doing it just because they're they're fans of the the sport. They're doing it because they right. can't watch their game. They're doing it because they can't watch their team because they live in a different state. Sure. So if you're sick of it, here's your solution: end the blackouts and and all of it. Put it, make it as simple and as possible. They will pay up. They will not not all of them, I would say, but I would shell out. I I think three hundred dollars is very, very reasonable. I might shell out four hundred to to get every game that I want to see. By the way, you don't have to
0: shell out anything. This is another part. This is the first. This is a story I'm reading on Pro Football Talk, and the the comments are a joke. They don't mean anything. It's like reading individual tweets. I don't like doing it, but it just it kind of gives you an example of a greater whole. Very first comment is: Has the NFL ever done any favors for fans and consumers? This is one of the I'm greediest God. corporations on the planet. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they make us buy twelve football games a week just to watch the one we want? Two hundred and one likes, nine dislikes. Here's why I can't stand this guy, and why I can't stand everyone in the in the world, and I want everyone to die. Um, you could turn your fucking TV on on Sunday, yeah. right? You don't even need cable, and there will be NFL games. You'll be able to watch NFL games for free. Uh, If you would like to venture out to glory days or Hooters or Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever you go, uh, every single NFL game will be on. Um, And if you choose to, you can sit there and sip on water uh, or whatever it is that you would feel comfortable spending money on. Because I certainly want to. This is such a level of fucking bullshit. Like I. You, 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 it's 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 like saying that everyone should be able to sit in first. Well, if everyone can sit in first class, there is no more first class. Like, there's no more longer a delineation between an airplane. It's just all the same shit. You can watch the NFL for free all season long. Monday night football is free. Thursday night football, you just flip it on. It's right there. Oh, I got to pay for cable. Well, are you paying for cable anyways? Like, are, do you already have cable? Because I already have cable. Yeah. I mean, maybe free is the wrong word, but this is, I don't understand this. People have oh, if I want to take my kid to the football game, well, not everybody gets to take their kids to a fucking football game. It's its not a right. It's something that you choose to do and spend your money on. And maybe you don't go on this vacation, or maybe you don't go out to dinner this night because you want to go over here and go to a football game. Football games are expensive. Amusement parks are expensive. Movie theaters, expensive. Yeah. We know that. It's been that way forever, by the way. Forever. We can talk about what Atlanta did, where they knocked down all the prices. I think that's great. If you want to do that, that's awesome. And I think you shall be rewarded with great press. And people will like that. But but the notion that they're furious with the NFL for wanting to maximize their profits on a product that at its base level you can just enjoy. Well, I've decided I'm a Chargers fan. I you need to give me the Chargers Really? I do? Strange. Well, here's an opportunity for you to do that right here. Here you watch the Sunday ticket. I don't want all those games. I, well, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I get people that message me all the time. Why can't I buy episodes all the cart? Because I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with you signing up for a year, getting mad at a joke I make, and then coming back and asking for the rest of the year. prorated it out. No. Here is what I will do. Here is my product. If you like it, please sign up. We'd love to have you. You can cancel anytime. If you don't, we part as friends. Right. You go your way, I go mine. I just hate that fucking mentality, tour. Like, I, I, I can't stand it. You don't have to buy jerseys are $120 now. How am I supposed to buy my kid a jersey? Do you think the boss man ever bought me an NFL jersey ever? I wouldn't say so. Never, not once. You know when I got my first jersey when I was 21 and I was living outside the house in my own shitty apartment. That's when I got my first Redskins jersey. You will not see one picture of Lil shoot in a fucking Art Monk jersey or Dave Butts or Joe Jacoby or Joe Theismann or whoever it is. Lil Shoot never had any of that. You know what Lil Shoot had? When the old man didn't want to wear a hat anymore because it got too old, it became Lil Shoots. Okay. That's what happened. And that's fine. The fucking sense of entitlement. Ugh, the price went up, so I cut the cord. Cool. Awesome. Congratulations. By the way, there's shit I'm willing to spend money on. There's shit I'm not willing to spend money on. Right, right. Like, I'm willing to spend money to go to a steakhouse. I saw some shitty tweet where it's like, oh, all these chain steak restaurants have got to stay around so they can further reinforce the fragile masculinity of bro dogs. that I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Are you talking about Morton's? You know why I go to Morton's? Because they're nice. Because they act like I they are happy that I'm there. And most other places I go are not. Right. They want you out of there and they let you know. <laughs> That's what I'm paying for. I'm paying to get treated not like a jerk.
2: I don't think that's too much to ask. Right?
0: A little piece of meat on the side, a couple drinks, that's good too. But I want to be treated like pre- lie to me. You get that at one other place. You get that at Chick-fil-A. Or yeah. a prostitute. Yeah. If you hire a lady for <laughs> sex or a dude, I don't care what you're hiring.
2: I thought we were staying in the restaurant. Well, I'm there. just they're <laughs> pretending
0: <laughs> like they want to have sex with you. You know they don't. Yeah. That's why you pay a little bit more for the better ones. You know, I don't know how Chick Fil A is doing it. I don't know. Why is it? Everyone hates on Chick Fil A. They're all mad at it. How about you go? If you own a business, study them and figure out how they're doing. How are they? How are they just continuing to grow? How are they making more money than you six days a week when you're working seven? How? All right. Um, We're good we're good hopefully we get the
2: good nfl sunday ticket that isn't shitty soon.
0: it sucks i mean i'm gonna order it again this year i gotta get it get to give a you know him is a disaster but i gotta give the good verbal nod his shadiness he figured out a way for me to be able to get the sunday ticket at my house even though direct tv they did not want to take my money they were so angry to take my money please let me give you 300 dollars that's all i'm on your side please make it easier for me to give you money
2: that's no, all I want to do. It's not too much to ask love for to give, a business.
0: Please. I'd love to give you more money. Speaking of giving me money, go subscribe. God damn, you have a thick back catalog to get through if you subscribe right now. Endless hours of entertainment. We are closing in on 500 episodes. Do the goddamn math. I don't want to call them out, but I will. Well, I'm, I won't. There's a local radio show that it would take three years to get to 500 episodes. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I'm talking about, Tor?
2: <laughs> I gotta piece it together here a
0: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a satellite radio show that it was take like 10 years for them to get the <laughs> 500 episodes. Oh, man. I think we did it in about a year and a half. I think <laughs> it's what we did. About. Do the fucking math. Um, all right, excellent. Thank you to our audience, uh, Jonathan. Chip Fuqua's got COVID. He's up here anyway. Um, thank you so much for you guys for showing up. It's fun. If you'd like to come up and watch a Show in the Fortress, uh, just message Tor and. He won't get back to you, then eventually I yell at him and he will. Uh, the good Lord is willing to the creeks. Don't rise. We'll have a story about uh, uh, Tor golfing alone with Rich Mordecai to talk about on Monday. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to friendship you. Turn out to fucking you.